0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Put It On The Board podcast. I am, of course, your co-host at White Sox City, and, of course, always joining me is at White Sox Orbit. So, as always, how are we doing today?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's been a
0: little rough stretch, but, I mean, I'm doing pretty good today. Um. So... Recaps. Um, we had a dominant series against the A's, and we just lost three in a row. Um, not ideal. Um, not ideal whatsoever. Um, I mean, what what did you think of the rough stretch? I mean, that the Ray
1: series, it's just like. Start to Anderson in the lineup. Tim Anderson and Yosemite Grandal. This team has shown struggle. The team's OBP has has dipped. Um, I I did, like, on my story today. I did, th- those are the stats from April 1st all the way till uh, um, July 4th when around the time Yosemite Grandal got hurt. The team was third in OBP. Going all... I, did, I just did it from like July fourth all the way to today. Team is, I think it was seventeenth in OBP, so, and then Tim Anderson, the team just doesn't. The offense doesn't seem to be jump started because we don't have a uh, leadoff, leadoff hitter. Hopefully Robert can be the answer when Ta needs days off, but say Cesar Hernandez actually is not
0: the answer. We're going to get into an interesting uh, argument here. So, um, we're going to look back at a couple teams that kind of almost, you know, uh, made that one big move in an off season that really put them over the edge. So, we're going to look at a few teams as the podcast goes on today. And um, Cesar Hernandez is going to be pretty much the focus of the podcast. So, um, first off... I am sorry for saying that Grandal was going to be back for the Toronto Series. I take full responsibility. I understand. Hey, I I thought that it was going to be true because, quite honestly, I thought that that w- was what the timetable was, that he was going to be back for the Toronto Series. Unfortunately, that's not what happened. Um, if, he, if he's not back for the Cubs Series, Tony's smoking something. Um and whatever it is, I, I'd like to have some of it. Um listen, I mean you just read off the numbers. I mean he just read off the numbers for like a whole minute and a half. It's it's clear what this team is missing. And quite honestly, I'm really, really liking seeing Luis Robert bat first, and I really, really think that Tim Anderson should just be moved down, quite honestly. And that's a hot take, but quite honestly, I don't know. I think Luis Robert is an amazing leadoff hitter. So.
1: I agree with that. Like We've had some interesting conversations, whether it be Anderson, Grandal, because of OBP, and then obviously Luis Robert, and really... I could see any of those are just going to stick with Tim because it's what it's been all year and energy factor, I guess. But, I mean, if you really look at it, Tim Anderson isn't really a leadoff hitter because, I mean, yeah, he's got a high average, but, I mean, what's most important is that OBP. And his OBP is...
0: It's not great. Not not great, yes. Like, Jose Abreu and him have, have, like, Almost the same OBP, but that's out of context because Jose Abreu and you know what? A lot of credit to Jose Abreu this year. You look at his average and you got you're like and you know, I'm not even scratching the surface with WRC plus yet. But you look at his average and if he had this average back in like you know, twenty nineteen, you would be expecting like a three hundred or sometimes even sub three hundred OBP. He's really, really showing that he can take the walks, and that's what I'm liking out of, out of him so far. And that's what's bringing up his WRC plus. So, I mean, all respect to Jose because, I, if you ask me, his eye's just getting better. So I agree. I agree with that. And then OBP's kind of gone up a bit too because of uh, he's got yeah. a good amount of times yeah. this year too. Yeah, I, I still think that... I still like how his eye is developing, though. Oh, yeah, I um, agree. Completely agree. He's uh the way he used to be. He's still doing
1: it, but I mean, like, previous years, he's swung... He was... He had a ton of CS, try to play hero ball and swing at everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's made him a better his, hitter because of it, quite honestly.
1: Yeah, um, and, I, and I think kind of hot take... The
0: presence of Eli Jimenez behind them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so currently, um, so I don't know if you saw this today, but I put out something on my story today that pretty much was a rundown of everything that I think is going to happen unbiasedly. And quite honestly, there were some losses that I said to myself, am I really going to give us the loss here because I don't see us losing this? But your team slips up. So I had a final record of ninety-six and sixty-six, even if we only take one from the Jays, which um one win is almost guaranteed at this point. It's currently four to nothing, I believe. Um if I'm not mistaken. I'm I'm not watching, so Yes. Okay. Um so uh it's it still is four to nothing socks. Um I don't think that um don't. I don't think we're gonna blow this game I think Cease has been looking pretty good um I think he's gonna to continue to look good uh that's that's uh that's my future either ace or number two that's 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 my guy
1: that's yes i agree he's been he has a little bit of a rough start against the A's, but i mean this happens from time to time he he's been very hot for the second half we he's like we're near
0: the top top five going into that eight series in Sierra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh again I'm a I'm a really, really big fan of Cease, I know you are too. Um so uh I think we're gonna grab this um uh dub tomorrow. Um I do think we walk out with please don't tell me Dallas Keuchel's on the mound tomorrow. No, it's Lucas Guillen though. Okay, okay, all right. Just making sure. Um, I think we do take two from Toronto. I'm going to say tomorrow, and the next day. It's Thursday. The thing is, Thursday could be Carlos Rodon's return, or it could be Dallas title. It should be determined. Um, I'm gonna. Well, okay. This is something I wanted to mention that I didn't put on on my story. Um. A good sign of a Carlos Verdon possible extension is what I'm current is what we're currently hearing on the White Sox Talk podcast. Now usually what um now usually there has been a little bit of speculation on whether or not Carlos Ferdinand wants to stay in Chicago and he actually wants to be a Chicago White Sox forever. Um I I don't think that he's gonna leave um Chicago at all. Um, But a good sign is that he went on the White Sox Talk podcast earlier, and he was talking about how much he enjoyed watching the team at Field of Dreams when he was on the shelf. And he was talking about how, you know, it pained him to see, you know, his team, um, you know, going off and doing whatever. Um, You know, he's a really, really... I think he's a great ace, and... I I don't think that he's gonna be um leaving the White Sox anytime soon. I I wanna agree with that. It's it's just like it's just like kinda like the historical factor that his agent is Scott Boris. Yeah. And there's no secret that Scott Boris agent I mean clients
1: tend to be a little uh, rough. But I mean, let's face it, Carlos Sardan's been here, he's struggled here and then He's finally uh, broke out here, and hopefully he could uh, his prime and uh, great years can be with the White Sox, and hopefully Jerry will uh, can see what can be accomplished here and puts out the money as he did at the trade deadline, like help us get Craig Kimball. Hopefully he could pucker up and help us keep Carlos Rodon.
0: And you know, giving away Nick Madrigal, I really, really see a good future with Jerry. Giving away Nick Madrigal, um, you know, I mean, you're talking about um, a guy you were really, really high on, and uh, I really, really like his aggressiveness. I do think that two different con- two different multi-year contracts are going to be signed um, in by the White Sox in the off-season. We're also going to be getting to our second base situation and our outfield situation. Um, So, one thing I do want to bring up, and let me ask you this. Now, if the Chicago White Sox win the World Series, and obviously the Nationals chose to re-sign... I mean, he'd literally be the ace for 25 other... No, I'm sorry, 26 other ball clubs if he wasn't on the Nationals at the time. Now he is their ace, but... The Nationals chose to re sign Steven Strasburg. I'm not going to say that Steven Strasberg and Carlos Ronan are the same person because Steven Strasburg, when healthy, is a top five pitcher in this league. And, uh, you know, he, he, Steven Strasburg, probably, honestly, he's probably been a top five pitcher since entering um, MLB. And I know that's a hot take, but when healthy, the guy's just lights out. Now, when I say when healthy, it kind of reminds you a little bit of Carlos Rodon. Now, Carlos Rodon was never great before getting all these injuries. However, 2018 was a good progression year for him. And that's why he got the ace, um, name, uh, he, he got the opening day start in 2019. Um, excuse me, um. Thank you. Uh and uh so I I again if so question here is if the White Sox win the World Series and this is just you can say whatever you want, with Michael Kopech, Jared Kelly, Matthew Thompson, Oscar Kalales, Michael Kopeck is down there. Ronaldo the Lopez might get a chance. What would you think about letting him walk if the White Sox win the World Series?
1: If we won the World Series, I wouldn't. I mean, I kind of would care because I actually want to repeat because fans of a ball club. But I mean, I would be, I would be better off okay in letting Rodon walk. But here's the thing: if we win the World Series, I mean. You could also free up money in some other areas and resign them because obviously maybe if anyone would take them, eat some money, eat, eat a lot of chunk of Keuchel's contract, trade them. Or here's one thing too: you can either uh, opt out of the Craig Kimbrell contract if if you win the World Series, because the goal is to win the World Series. And if you win the World Series, I mean, yeah. kind of fancy bringing him back, which. Or opt in the contract and just maybe look for a trade partner?
0: Well, let's look at some teams who have been active even after winning World Series and the year they did it. So, first off, I'm under the assumption, and I think you are too, and I forgot to mention this to you, but you let Carlson walk, but you do sign a guy like Chris Taylor, Mark Canna, Starling Marte, one of those guys. As would you be? A, would you be better with because I, I, even if we win the World Series, I'm not. I'm not accepting an off season of just tendering Cesar Hernandez, tendering Kimbrell, letting Carlos Rodon walk, and not signing an outfielder or a second baseman. I'm not okay with that at all. No, no matter what this team does, I don't. I don't. I don't care if they, you know, go on, uh, you know, a forty game winning streak. I don't care if they do that. They're going to need to make a big... If Carlos Rodon is going to be their only acquisition in the off season and they win the World Series, I am fine with that. However, if you're not going to pay Carlos Rodon, then you better pay somebody. Mm-hmm. I agree
1: with that. Because if you let Carlos Rodon walk, and if you win the World Series and do nothing, you're saying, okay, we're fine with running Dallas Keuchel out every 5 days which is kind of not really sitting well with me.
0: Yeah, so um let's uh let's just go into the uh to the next question here. So Cesar Hernandez has gotten a lot of hate in the last uh, week, week and a half or so. Got off to a great start with the club. However, it's just has taken a downward spiral. Now, I don't expect him to... Look, I think he's going to be a serviceable second baseman. I'd way rather have him over Leary Garcia. I don't need to explain that. Listen, you didn't give up a ton to get this guy. You gave up a guy who wasn't even going to be ranked in our top 30 our, if it updated um, before the trade deadline. So I don't... I, I don't have a problem with it. Personally. Um, but, I I guess, if the struggles continue for him, and they don't win the World Series, do you think that non-tendering him, and then going after a Marcus Simeon or a Chris Taylor, and kind of Moving out of England into an everyday role. What do you think of that? I know uh, I think somewhat get behind
1: that. I mean, like, you don't win a World Series and he showed that he's not the answer. Definitely take a look at other options because that's what you got to do.
0: No. Sorry, go ahead. My bad.
1: And I mean. Yeah, it would be nice to have a, a bench role player, but I mean, there's Chris Taylor he can play
0: every day second base. i trust Adam, Adam Engel. It's just if the only question is, will he stay healthy? Well, my, I don't have a problem with Adam Engel playing every day, even if he isn't healthy, because I have a really, really big hope for Gavin Sheets. Um, and I really, really think that Gavin Sheets and Jake Berger are the future at DH. Um... So, I'll leave that there. Um but let's just look at Now I wanted to look at the 2019 Nationals and the last couple World Series winners and what they've done in the offseason. So first off, let's look at the Chicago Cubs first off. Personally, guys, I'm going to be 100% honest. I'm not going to try to like, you know, insult the White Sox at all. I think this is going to be a 2015 Cubs all over again, however, I think it's going to be taken different, 2015 to 2016, however, I think it's going to be taken different. Now what I mean by that is, in 2015, the Cubs obviously shocked everybody, they had a great second half, and then they bloomed before they really were supposed to, everybody knew they had a good future but it was kind of like 2015 everybody was kind of shocked that they made the playoffs because it was kind of early so they get swept in the NLCS what do they do they make an aggressive move to get a top 10 starting pitcher they sign that pitcher to one of the richest club to, to one of the richest deals in club history and then they sign one of the better outfielders in MLB at the time Jason Hayward and, of course, the pitcher I was talking about was John Lester. They make both those moves, and they hand out, Jesus, I think it was like 14 years of total, total years on the deals, I think, if I'm not wrong. Um, so, uh, it, it, I mean, on, on paper, um, if the White Sox don't win the World Series this year, I think that's the blueprint that they should follow. Um, signing obviously Jason Hayward was never really a great signing John Lester was a Cy Young candidate in 2016 uh, he was a Cy Young candidate in 2017 he had a good 2018 whatever so on and so forth but I like that br- blueprint personally I agree with that um, so looking at some other teams that just won the World Series now 2017 Astros, let's look at them. They make an aggressive move. They trade away one of their best pen pieces and who they think is going to be a part of their starting rotation of the future, Joe Musgrove. Yep. Trade away Joe Musgrove in order to grab Garrett Cole. Now, they just won the World Series, and they traded for Garrett Cole. Damn. Damn. Now, this wasn't the same Garrett Cole that we think that we saw um just uh, like in twenty nineteen whatever, but they fixed him, and they figured out a way to fix him. Obviously, you can say whatever you want about how controversial that was, but the thing is, they helped this velocity, they helped this breaking ball go on i i i won't I won't hate on Garrett Cole because it turns out he's the second best pitch in the American League this year, so um, that's that's all I'm going to say to that. Um, and honestly, if Carlos Rodon misses another start, um, besides the one he's scheduled to make, um, for the series finale, uh, against Toronto, um, I think I'm going to call Garrett Cole my Cy Young, um, because Carlos Rodon needs to make a start soon. If he doesn't start within the next two starts that he's supposed to, he's more than likely going to be done. Um, as in... He's more than likely not winning it. Uh, so, let's look at some other blueprints. 2020 Dodgers, do I need to go over this at all? Um, well, uh, they made some good moves first off by re-signing Blake Troinan, who we obviously all know now is great. They got a really, really underrated uh, pen piece in Corey Knable, who's been good for them. Until going on the IL, uh, I I know you're shaking your head. Um, yeah, I don't know why you traded him, or I don't know why the Brewers traded. Him. If you guys don't know, it, it's a sec- it's his second favorite team, so he's he's still a little still a little mad. Um, I mean, when you do have Josh Hader and you have Devin Williams, I guess, but at the same time, he was a really really good piece too. Twenty seventeen All
1: Star.
0: Yeah. Um, so, um, following the, uh, the national, now this is the best blueprint, oh, and they signed Trevor Bauer, who, I won't say anything about that right now, but obviously it was big when it happened. Um, this is the blueprint that I, this is the blueprint that I want the White Sox to follow the absolute most if they are going to win the World Series, and I want them to follow the 2015 Cubs if they don't win the World Series. 2019 World Series champion, Washington Nationals. The good thing is, we don't have two All-Stars walking out the door. Um, well, maybe walking out the door. Now, here's the problem. The Nationals are only going to have one guy entering free agency who is really, really important to them, and that was, of course, Anthony Rendon. But the problem was was that Steven Strasburg opted out of his four-year contract that he signed, and uh, they needed to make a choice on who they were going to sign. So, in the end, they went with their pitcher. Honestly, I'm not even... You know what? They've both been injured to hell, so I'm just going to say nothing about that for now. Um, I honestly like what they did um, signing... Uh, Strasburg, I think he can absolutely be the ace if he's healthy. Um, like I said, he's a top-five pitcher in the MLB um, when healthy. So, I, I don't know. Um, so they, signed, they re-signed Steven Strasburg. Let's get one thing straight. Carlos Rodon is not going to get seven years from any team, any team at all. It's, it's not going to happen he, because... You look at Strasburg. Even though he had injury issues, he was Steven Strasburg. Carlos Rodon. He he has more injury issues. He's he's not gonna he's not gonna get. I don't, I don't think he's getting seven years. So we can, um, I think uh, with the Nationals too. I think people also learned their lessons with breakout pitchers coming
1: up their kind of one breakout year. Because if you don't know, big part of the Nationals run
0: was Mr. Patrick Corbin. Now look at him now. Yeah, um, that's also one thing. Uh, Steven Strasburg, for no reason at all, or, or I'm sorry, n- n- nothing at all. He, he Again, he was a top-five pitcher in the entire 2010. We're not talking about Steven Strasburg. We're talking about Patrick Corbin. He had that one good season on a contract year with the Arizona Diamondbacks, and he ended up getting... Just a slew of money it was almost outrageous the amount of money he got um, so I think teams have learned their lesson um, so I don't I don't think Rodon Rodan's gonna get as much money as um, I don't even think he's gonna get much as much money or as much year as many years as uh, Patrick Corbin um, who got a six year I think it was like a hundred and forty one million dollar contract he deserves more than Patrick Corbin but I mean, so does like half the pitchers, if not more in MLB. Um So um let's uh let's So let's look at what else they did. They re-signed Howie Kendrick, which was a good move. Um they uh what else? Um so they re-signed Howie Kendrick, they signed Will Harris, which right now I feel really, really bad for Will Harris because he's had... All, he's had injury issues that he just cannot control. He had blood clots um, in his arm, and it just... It's just been a really, really bad run in D.C. for Will Harris. Um, but that was a good move at the time. Um, uh, they re-signed Zim, Um they uh gave Yan Gomes a 2 year deal um which i don't know um yeah it it was good it was a good solid offseason that included keeping most of their pieces and obviously listen the nationals weren't going to just randomly give out 440 million dollars of deals because that's pretty much what what uh, Strasburg and uh Rendon got combined they couldn't just randomly do that, um, and they probably would have to hand out like four sixty if you were going to combine their and uh, no, it was more like four eighty if you're going to combine their entire off season. Um, but I really really like that bl- blueprint personally. If we're going to win the World Series, um, I I mean, what what would your ideal off season? You can pick you can choose to re-sign Los or you can pick any pitcher, and then you can grab one of those bats.
1: I mean, uh, ideal offseason? Well, obviously first re-sign Rodon, but another guy we have to, I think, re-sign if he
0: continues to be well is Ryan Tapera. Re-sign mm-hmm. him. I, I think he's staying here, personally.
1: hmm Hopeful. And then, uh... So obviously, yeah, I... really want, like, Carlos Rodon, because... I think he's a good ace. Like, I'm trying to be cautious. Because we mentioned Patrick Corbin is kind of in the same boat. But Lowe's, I'm like, he's been, like,
0: elite, elite. He's been top, top pitcher in the AL this year. So I'm pretty certain he could keep it going. Corbin never had corners. injury issues. And, and Corbin <laughs> Corbin had a mediocre season that people just overlooked, quite honestly. they They completely... Just they looked at it way too much, quite honestly,
1: mm-hmm. I think kind of
0: overreacted
1: mm-hmm. um, so I push Resign Carlos Rodan, I think that should be top of their list, and then then pick your guy, Mark cannon <laughs> <sighs> or uh Chris Taylor,
0: yeah, um. I think Hannah or uh Taylor's the way to go. Um you know, again, if the White Sox win the World Series and they want to let Carlos Redon walk because they want to let Michael Kopeck, you know, whatever. I understand that. But at the same time, if if you're going to let your ace walk, you better be assuring me that Eloy Jimenez is going to stay healthy for a whole season, a whole season, which, keep in mind, this is a guy who hasn't played a whole season of baseball. He has been either in Charlotte, or he has been in a 60-game season where he only played like 48 games for... Three years now. He has never played a full season of baseball. So if you're going to guarantee me that Eloy Jimenez can stay healthy, that you can find an okay backup catcher, um, and I'm not saying Money Grandal is injury-prone because he's not. Um, I'm just saying the backup catching sucks. Um, And you can say that you're going to find me... And and you can you can flat out tell me that you are going to sign Chris Taylor or Mark Cano or Starling Marte or Marcus Simeon, any one of those four. I'll be on board with, if you're gonna if you're gonna win the World Series and let Lowe's walk. O- only only thing that I'm okay with is if they sign four, one of the four. Let Rodon walk. That's only if they win the World Series. And I'm not really okay with that. Not on board. Uh-huh. I agree with that. I think letting Carlos Rodon walk would honestly be one of the worst decisions this this organization has ever made, quite honestly.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, uh, also, there was that rumor that the Cubs really wanted... Well, not really... They wanted to sign him, um, and, uh, I, uh, I would really, really want to know what that cost would be like at the trade deadline, because there's no way in hell they're keeping him, um, yeah, I, I just, i just like to see that, um, also, if Cubs win is listening to this podcast, by the way, screw off with all your jersey swaps, by the way. Um, it really annoys me. You know what he sent? On Sunday at, like, 7 a.m. in the morning, he sends me Luis Robert in a Cubs uniform. And I almost puked my brains out. He's like, 2028 is is so close right now. And I'm like, you know, no, it's not. Like, Luis Robert, like... You, like If this team implodes, Eloy Jimenez is probably going. But Luis Robert is going to retire a sock, and you can't tell me otherwise, because, quite honestly, this guy's meant to be a white sock. And I, I just... I can't see him anywhere else. There's just no way in hell that Luis Robert is ever leaving this place. There's three players, I say, on this team right now that will
1: retire with us. Jose Abreu definitely Jerry's too loyal to Jose Abreu.
0: I I'm not on. Listen, I'm not. I'm I'm not gonna say that I'm against Jose Abreu, but it's just you know. I just You you have a lot of first base options. I'm just saying.
1: Mm-hmm. And i I'm I'm just like because and then it's gonna be Johan Moncada, I say Pate and Luis Robert. What about Tim? And Tim. There's
0: four. I forgot about that. I can't. I don't know how. Yeah. I did. Um, I I'm gonna I'm gonna give a ninety percent chance that Yasmani Grandal retires a White Sox because they're never gonna find a catcher again. <laughs> never gonna find a catcher again. The catching sucks. It sucks. And I and I've ranted about it before. The catching for the White Sox is awful. It's terrible. Um, Zach Collins is an absolute bust. You know what? He's a more of a bust than. Freaking Michael... Or Carson Fulmer. I can't even remember his name. He's um, more of a bust than Carson Fulmer. And his and Orbit's li- eyes are lighting up because I mentioned Carson Fulmer. If only we picked Walker Bueller, man, we would not uh, have what, this problem. What are the odds that if Walker Bueller came with us? He'd be a bust
1: too because our development sucked at that time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um it's kind of true. Um uh, and uh, uh, now e- even if Gr- uh, I'd be okay if Grandall doesn't retire a white sock. However, he needs to get at least another contract here. I just I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that. Um and, as a as he has money Grandall stand. So, um you know, uh but current so currently again i think the uh you know we keep talking about the off season i think it's because we're both really really scared about letting carlos rodon walk right now i don't want to do that. oh definitely um i listen i'm i wasn't against the lance Lynn extension i was pretty happy about it any he, any he, to his credit again you you should have walked flatty um, I, I, I don't blame him for that because Vladdy's like probably the best hitter in the entire major leagues this year. Um I, I don't blame you for for that. But he's he's a really really good starter who um I mean regardless of the ERA and Sierra gap, his Sierra is still pretty good and If you have a Sierra of under four, I'll I'll take you for my team, that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. I think his is at like 370, I think. Um, Something around there. Um, And
1: people, like, people get the misconception that I hate Lance Lynn. Like, no, I don't. I think he's a pretty good starter. It's just, like, the people who say like, oh, he's obviously the Cy Young. I'm like back it up a little bit. I'm like, yes, he's doing pretty good for us, but he's not really up there to elites like what I think of Carlos Rodon, Garrett Cole.
0: Yeah, those two. I, I think Lance Lynn should finish top five in, you know, Cy Young voting. Um I, I do think that uh you know I'm I, I might be a little biased there. Um, you know, I understand he's been lucky this year, but at the same time, I I mean, listen, outside of Garrett Cole and Carlos Rodon, nobody has really blown me out of the water. I mean, Robbie Ray has had a really, really underrated season, but I'm sorry, when I'm looking at a chart that says Robbie Ray is top three in Cy Young voting right now, I just kind of laugh. Um, you know, I understand he's been really, really underrated, and I'll give it to, to him, I understand that, but top three for Robbie Ray, when you got guys in the NL, like Corbin Burns and Zach Wheeler. I I mean, I don't, I don't really know. Um, also, the, the Brewers have like literally two, maybe even three top five Cy Young guys. Freddie Peralta is a top five Cy Young. I don't want to hear otherwise. Um, yeah. But, the thing is, the, the, the AOL so much more interesting if Tyler Glass now and Shane Bieber did not get hurt. And it would have been more interesting if Lucas Giolito um, didn't, you know, hiccup. Mm-hmm. That'd,
1: that'd be five. That'd be your top five.
0: I still think that Lucas Giolito can still be the guy that we, we think he's, he, he can be. Um, oh,
1: yeah, for sure. Everyone I, has down seasons. Everyone is down starts. He had, he, he had a great start
0: in Tampa Bay. I think uh he could build on that. And so I think it's basically mental with him. And if he could get that third pitch, he could be pretty good. Yeah, um I have a lot of hope in Lucas Gilito. Um you know uh but uh yeah um so again what's the score? Uh, five nothing. Okay. Wait, who, uh. Was uh, it a home run? Uh, there's a RBI ground out. Okay. Well, Abreu is currently having a four RBI night. Um, so, uh. Congrats to Jose. Um, but, anyways, uh. You know, the good thing is we're finally gonna get a win. The bad thing is, is that. Kind of going into our last subject. Guys, I tried telling you guys about this a little bit, but the Indians have a tendency to go on these little weird streaks where they just, you know, kinda get an easy schedule and just riddle themselves by. They yeah, they did that with the Angels, and uh we went from leading twelve and a half games to uh nine. So, yeah, maybe, uh, this is just a suggestion, but maybe don't rest your starters every five minutes. Um, you know, just, just a suggestion, you know, not, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I mean, I wouldn't really worry about it too much. In- apparently the Indians, as we're recording this, they're down 4-1 to, to the Texas Rangers. Yeah. let's oh. yeah, cool. go. <sighs> I feel like a kid on Christmas. This team's finally going to lose. Um, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's the, it's the, it's Texas, it's it's the uh, Texas Rangers, guys. My bad. My bad.
1: But you've got to remember, too, this, is, this series is the end of our gauntlet. And yeah. uh, we're going to be facing five games in a row. We'll be facing
0: the NL Central bottom <laughs> team, which is the Cubs for three and the Pirates for two. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I feel, um, my my voice sounds weird. I am currently dying of allergies right now, so I'm sorry. If I sound a little stuffy today. Um, but it just feels so good to hear the Chicago Cubs are a bottom team. They're bottom dwellers. Um, and, uh, anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is, I mean, listen. We really, really wanted to get out of the. I remember making a podcast before this. We really, really wanted to get out of this, you know, at least five or six games. And I think we're, um, actually, if we win tonight, we'll get five. I don't think we're going to blow this game, but Tony's probably going to put in, like, Mike Wright. Um... Jose Ruiz. Yeah, he's probably going to put in Jose Ruiz in, like, a one-run game. Um, but here's something, though. I
1: think a guy who should pitch tonight, because he hasn't pitched since Thursday, is Michael Kovac.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh, uh. I know Cease is... G- I, I, I said this before the game. Cease is either carving them up tonight, or he's imploding. I think I got my uh, prediction correct. He's carving them up. Um... So, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm pretty sure Michael Kopech should, uh, yeah, he, he should be, um, playing tonight, uh, like you said, um, I think it should go, what inning is it now? We're in the bottom
1: of the fifth inning, season's at 60
0: pitches. I think if Dylan, uh, I really, really think Dylan should go to, uh. Honestly, I don't think you should extend him. I think six. Okay. I think six. I think that if you can get to seven runs, let the kid play until, I mean, let the kid play until, you know, it's just completely kind of, eh. um, That's only if you can get to seven runs, though. Um,
1: You're in a bit I, of a rough spot right now.
0: Oh, what what what's the uh, what?
1: first and third one out?
0: Oh, um, well, uh, um, I'd say uh, I don't know uh, maybe Dylan the next two innings and then Kopech for give Kopech two innings, quite honestly, and then put in Kimbrel. Or Hendricks to close the game, um, or you know what? No, if the game is crochet. that far, if the game is that far fetched, give it to Tepera. Um, Tapera
1: or Garrett Crochet, I don't
0: care. Hey, you know what? Stop the Garrett Crochet disrespect.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm tired of it. Yeah. I, I, wanna, I, I believe in that man. Um, yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, that's gonna conclude. Uh, this edition of the Put It On The Board podcast. As always, I am at White Sox City, and as always, I am joined by at White Sox Orbit. Thank you again, man. Um, and uh, you know, um, so that's gonna that's gonna do it. Um, as always, guys, go Sox, and um, you know, we'll catch you in the next one. And uh, hopefully, we're gonna be recapping a series win on. Friday. So let's get it. At least a series split. So thank you guys again.